Hey friends, Dave here, and this is Makeshift Brilliance, a podcast about overcoming fear and taking action. Because hey, no one knows anything until they do. So what do you say? Let's get started. Sun is up, it's a perfect day. Hit your ride on an ocean wave. Take my hand now, show you the way. Cause you know we're getting lazy now. We're gonna show you how. We'll do it even if it's not allowed. We're gonna show you how. What does it take? To stand out in the world today? What does it take to be better than average? The reality is actually, I don't think it takes a lot to stand out. It doesn't take a lot to be above average. But you have to dare to be different. And sometimes just being different can mean doing those things that other people won't. I can remember growing up Again, having another one of those conversations with Stan, my stepdad. And one of the stories or one of the things he would always tell me is that you should always try to do your best, no matter what it is that you're doing, even if it's things you don't like. For example, if it's a job, you've got a job washing dishes. If you've got a job cleaning floors, you should be doing the absolute best that you can when you do those things. Because what will happen is that gets you ready for and primes you to be great at those things that you do enjoy, those things that you really do love doing because you've got that work ethic behind you. You already know how to do the work regardless of it's something whether you, whether you like it or not. And that's one of those things that I think has really stood with me through the test of time here, right? Is that anything that I do, I want to make sure that I can be really good at it. And so I put in the work. And we're going to talk about that here today. And there's another component of this, this idea of putting in the work and doing the best you can at things. There's a, there's a quote from Roman philosopher Seneca that says, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. And so today, I really wanted to talk about that idea of doing the work that allows you to excel. And it's these components of all of these things coming together. It's doing the work, it's preparation, and then it's taking advantage of opportunity when it comes to you that idea of luck, right? We don't necessarily believe in luck, I would say. But it is when that opportunity comes together. Preparation and opportunity meet. You've got an opportunity to take advantage of that. And that's the lucky part, right? Because you get that opportunity. The things you've been working for, the things that allow you to have this moment to show that you're better than average. Recently, I had one of those situations where I've been preparing myself for the kind of the next stage in my professional career. And in the act of doing so, I mean, many of you know, listening to this podcast may know I have another podcast, Manic Joy, a podcast about life, love, and uncertainty with my wife, Reese. I've started this podcast, Makeshift Brilliance, and I'm going to be doing a podcast for work later in the year. And really, all of these things have been preparation, have been ways for me to get ready to open up new opportunities for myself. And in the course of doing so and hosting and doing these types of things and having these conversations with people, I got the opportunity to emcee 
our company kickoff. And it was a two-day event where I emceed in between the different events that we had going on throughout the day and had different conversations and ran Q&As and panels and things like that. But I also got to talk to two very interesting people and have a fireside chat with one who was Tamika Ketchings, who was a WNBA Hall of Famer, uh, Olympic athlete, professional athlete, of course, just someone who operates or operated at the highest level. Today, she is a small business owner and has a similar work ethic that she applies toward what she's doing with her business. And then I also got an opportunity to meet and chat with a former solo pilot for the Blue Angels. His name is John Foley. Today, he is an inspirational speaker, but also talked about those things that allow not only you as an individual, but as a team, the things that allow you to come together and do something great. And you know what? Many of us may never get to that point where we're operating at the highest level, and that's okay. I think always striving for those things. I've probably mentioned this in in one of our other episodes about goals, right? But it's striving for those things. It's striving to improve, to be better than you were today than you were yesterday. And that was an actual quote from Tamika, which really stood out to me, right? How can we be better today than we were yesterday? And that is often the goal. And by doing those things, doing those things that so many other people don't really allows you to stand out and allows you to achieve things beyond what the average population would do. And so what I want to talk about here today, I want to talk about, again, going, doing the work that allows you to really get there and to, allows you to excel. And we're going to talk about getting into the right mindset. We want to talk a little bit about this relationship between preparation, taking action, and opportunity, And then really discussing this idea of why you need to debrief to improve. So let's get started with talking about mindset, because this is, I think, the most important piece of the whole thing. And maybe even before I get into that, let's talk a little bit about this idea of talent as well, as as well as finding that thing that you're meant to do, if, if for lack of a better term. When you marry not only the work that you put into the things, as I mentioned in the beginning, when you find that thing that you really want to do, magic happens, right? That's where you're going to truly excel. And you may not find that thing right away, and that's okay because it's about experimenting. It's about experiencing different things and allowing yourself the freedom to be able to get to a place where you find that thing uh, you know, Tamika and I talked about this idea of finding your superpower, right? What is that thing that you naturally have, the strength, rather than focusing on your weaknesses, focusing on your strengths and then accentuating those to their, their maximum capacity, right? To allow you to stand out and then surround yourself with people that fill the gaps for you. And so when we think about mindset, there's a couple of things or probably probably say three important things that you really need to think about, right? So there's obviously you could have a positive mindset, right? And that means looking at things through, you know, rose-colored glasses, if you will. It does not mean being devoid of reality. I think what it means is also being realistic, but thinking of things in a positive way. And so when something happens, you can look at that as something bad 
or you can look at it as something good. And I'm a big believer in looking at things in a positive way. What did you learn from this situation, whether things went good or whether things went bad? Because it's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to point you in another direction to let you know what you don't like, to let you know what you do like. And then, of course, you can look at things negatively. And, you know, you really, if you think about it, you know, you are what you think about. And so thinking about things positively puts you on the path towards achieving and doing. We're looking at things negatively, puts you on a path of cowering, right? Moving away from the things that you actually want to do and actually putting that into the universe and pushing away versus being open to what the universe wants to allow you. And I think there's another component of this, which is gratitude. Being grateful for the opportunities that you have and the situation that you are in. Because no matter how bad you think you have it, somebody else has it worse. There's always somebody that has it worse. And I guess on the flip side of that, right, no matter how good you think you are, there's always someone that can beat you, right? There's always someone that's better. And so being grateful for what you have and what you can accomplish all comes from this mindset. Now, as I mentioned, I think it's important when you are being positive to be realistic about it, right? So for example, I love to play poker, but I'm not going to become a professional poker player. I know that. I'm realistic about that, right? I may win some home games. I may even do well in some tournaments or do something like that, right? But I'm not going to give it all up and to join the World Poker Tour, right? I'm not going to do that. And so it's just knowing that, like, sure, like you can be good at things and reach a certain level, but you may not get to that next or the highest levels of that thing, and, and that's okay. And the other thing is, in this whole thing, a big thing that I would say is probably a waste of time or a big energy suck, right, is you don't want to waste your energy worrying about things that others are given, so, for example, you know, you might see someone who gets an opportunity that you feel like they may not deserve, or you feel like that they, don't, they haven't done the things that warrant being in that position that they have. And quite frankly, if you think about it, because people don't always see what happens behind the scenes, someone could probably say the same thing about you right? And where your situation is when you've been given an opportunity. And I mean, we've had this discussion about friends and the people that you surround yourself with, right? And you don't really want those people around you that are jealous of the things you accomplish, right? You want people that are there cheering you on and, and helping you accomplish more and pushing you forward. But I think the same thing, when you think about yourself, you don't want to be one of those people that sits in this energy of feeling ill toward other people who are given opportunities. Be grateful for people that have the opportunities. But I think the big difference here is, is that those people that don't, you may not think deserve those opportunities, those are the people that are likely going to squander those opportunities. Right? Just because you're given it doesn't mean you're going to be able to do what you need to do with it. And quite frankly, some people have opportunities that do wonderful things with those opportunities. I mean, think about this, for example. As you all know, I'm a big fan of the rock group U2. Bono's son has a band called Inhaler that had an album came out last year, uh, 2021, October of 2021. Now, could you say, hey, you know, Bono's son 
I'm sure they were given opportunities to create an album, to be a band, right? To even get in front of people that maybe, you know, if I started a band, I wouldn't have. Sure. But the reality is, ultimately, at the end of the day, when all is said and done, they're not going to be around if they can't sustain what that opportunity or take advantage of that opportunity that was given to them. And so that's why I think, you know, you wouldn't say, oh, I, this band is horrible, right? Because they're Bono's son's band. No, you want to let them live on their own merit. But yes, they may have been given an opportunity to allow them to have that chance. So for you to hear them, right? And I think all that stuff is good. At the end of the day, it comes down to, again, in that mindset is you need to be willing to do those things that others don't. Quite frankly, we've got a very low uh, threshold in terms of what it means to be average, I think. And, you know, it's fine. You can be that way. But what would happen if you just did a little bit more? If you did a little bit more so you did not come across as average, right? There was something distinctly there that allowed people to see you differently, different from average, above average even, <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be something? And it's really just this way of doing things that other people don't. They don't want to put in the extra work. They don't want to do the research. They don't want to do the things that they need to do to see things in a different way and maybe attack them in a different way that gives them other opportunity. And so... As you're doing these things and as you're thinking about what your role is in all of this and, and what your mindset is going to be, one of those things is also taking responsibility and focusing on those things that you can do. I guess what I'm saying here is don't blame others for where you may be. Sure, you may have no control. None of us has any control over where we're born and what, what environment that we're born into. But through the course of our lifetime, we are able to see things, we are able to grow, and then we are able to take responsibility for the situations that we're in, to varying degrees, of course. But if we're talking about mindset here, what I mean here is you can say, woe is me, and everybody is against me, or you can use that as a way to say, I'll show you Here's what I can do. And I think you're always going to be in a better place when you're not blaming others and you're taking responsibility for you and what you do and what you accomplish. Don't blame others. Things are not always going to go your way, and that's part of the process. You need to take what you need and move on from there. Now that we kind of have this discussion about mindset, what is this relationship between preparation taking action and opportunity. You know, one of the things when we were talking to both uh, John and Tamika, one of the things they had talked about, you know, obviously one of them being in the military, one of them being a professional athlete, schedule. Schedule was something that was really important for their teams and themselves, of course, to operate at a high level. And so you really need to start to think about in this preparation what are you making time for? What are you doing in your day? If there's something that you want to achieve, how are you 
making time? How are you carving out time to say, this is what's important to me. This is what I'm going to work on. I can remember early on in my marketing career, when I first started my copywriting business, I would wake up every morning and the first thing I would do was write. I would get up and write. And as I was learning how to do more direct response, I would say copywriting and those types of things, I would actually find really great examples. These classic examples, many would say, and I would write, I would sit down and I would write, handwrite these examples out. Because what I was trying to do, being a, an actor uh, by training, right, really trying to step inside what was happening and getting inside the mindset and understand what it is, uh, you know, the art of persuasion that was happening within those, those, those letters uh, and the writings and doing those types of things, I wanted to internalize those patterns. I wanted to start to feel what those things were. And so what I would do is I would wake up every morning and I would hand write these things out. And I would do that repeatedly so I could start to ingrain that in me like, oh, here's where this thing is happening. This is where I'm trying to make this point. This is where I'm highlighting the problem, right? Here's where I'm agitating that. Here's where I'm offering the resolution. Doing all of those things to start to understand the ins and outs and why they work and why they don't. And so then I could internalize that and then apply it to the work that I was doing. Now, I'm not saying that's something that you need to necessarily do, but when you think of that example, well, how many other people were waking up every morning and doing the same thing? And so again, maybe I'm not the best copywriter in the world, but I would say I'm better than average, right? And so it's that type of thing, right? What are those things that you're going to make time for as you prepare for what it is that you wanted to do? You know, let me give you another example. Obviously, I talked about this company kickoff, and I'm the type of person that I, I, when I'm into something, when I'm trying to get something done, I start to obsess over it. And I'm constantly running it through my mind, and I'm imagining the outcome that I want to have. And I'm imagining what it is that, like how things are going to go. And I even say this in my preparation work for Tamika. We had a fireside chat, and we got together, and I would send back notes after we've had our initial conversations and understand, all right, based on the things you told me, here's how I envision our conversation going. And of course, I'm going to go off script based on uh, something that you say, or I might dig deeper into something or where the conversation is, but here's what I envision happening. Here's how I envision this unfolding. And I'm writing that down, right? I'm imagining what it is. I'm writing that down. And to be fair, it doesn't always go perfect or it doesn't go quite exactly as I imagined it in my head. But most people don't know what I have going in my head. You're welcome for that. <laughs> I'm sharing select moments from inside my head with you. But it goes awesome, right? It goes really good because I've done that preparation. I've done that work. I've been doing all of that stuff leading up to this opportunity that I have to do that. And so as you're doing these preparation, all of this preparation means nothing, of course, if you don't actually take action. And you'll, you'll run through, you'll, you'll meet these people in your life from time to time. And, you know, depending on what the situation is, I am guilty of this as well. I think we all are, where we talk a lot about things or we share ideas. But 
all of those things are no good until you actually take action on them. And if you were to say to me, here's somebody that has some really great ideas and here's somebody that does things all the time, I'm probably going to go with that person that does things all the time because the ideas mean nothing until you take action on them, as I'm mentioning here, right? And so you'll always see, maybe you'll say like, oh, why, you know, as we mentioned, why does that person get gotten ahead? And oftentimes it's because they're taking action. And the universe rewards the people that put themselves out there and take that chance. And so whether you're afraid, you're scared, whatever the case may be, and granted that those are all valid things, but we need to come up with ways to allow ourselves to get out of our own way and take those next steps. It's because, and it's because through that action is where we learn, we grow, and we get new opportunities. So keep that in mind is that you have to do the things. You have to take those steps that get you closer to the goal. Now, opportunity, of course, is when you're doing all of this work, you're making it known, you're, you're putting it out into the universe, and all of this work that you do and all of this putting out and goal setting and all of the stuff that we've been kind of talking about, this really allows you to manifest those things that you need. Because the universe will then try to align with you and try to give you the things that allow you to get to the next level. And I should probably mention this too, right? Because it can sometimes come in a deceptive way. And it may come in a way that tests you. Because it's not always positive. Perhaps it's a challenge. It's something that feels like, oh no, why is this happening to me? Or no, this is the wrong challenge for me right now. But maybe just maybe it is the right challenge for you because there's something to learn through the experience of doing whether it feels like a good thing that you're doing or a bad thing. There's something to learn from it and that gives you another notch in your belt, so to speak, that you can take with you into the next thing, right? Again, it's kind of similar to that idea of, again, washing the floors as the best you possibly can so when you're doing something bigger, you're going to be doing that to the best of your ability as well. And so as you put this out into the universe, as you prepare, as you start taking action and these opportunities start coming to you, make sure you're being open, right? Make sure you're saying yes, even though you're scared, even though you're not sure if you can do it but somebody gives you an opportunity that's in line with where it is that you're going, say yes to those. You'll start to get better at understanding what are the things that you need to say no to. But don't say no because you're afraid or there's fear. Say no because you know it's not the right thing. And again, saying yes gives you more opportunities to learn. The other thing I wanted to talk about here, as you go through this process and these opportunities to learn, you know, one of the things both John and Tamika also talked about was this idea of the debrief, right? Getting together with the people after you've done something to be have open, honest conversation about what you learned about that situation or that opportunity, the good and the bad, and being open to leaving your ego at the door and hearing things that you might need to hear 
so that you can improve. It's not being, the information is not being shared to make you feel bad. The information is being shared so you do better, right? So that we all work together better if you're a part of a team or whatever the case may be. And just a simple example of this, you know, I'm currently, my wife and I are doing lots of college tours right now with the girls uh, as they get ready to finish their senior year and go off to college. And so we're visiting locations. Now, let's think of how the situation can go. You're getting all of these different colleges reaching out to you. You're seeing all these different places you might want to go to. And you could easily just make a decision based on, all right, let me look at the literature, right? What are, what are things saying? And you could just go based on that. You could then maybe take that next step and you could talk to somebody that, you know, went to school there and you can get their point of view and, and understand what their experience was like. And then, of course, we're going on college tours. Now you can actually go to that school and you can get a sense from the students what the campus life is like, what the actual facility and the grounds are, are like as well. And that's where you actually, I would say, you start to get some more information. And so you could say, so for example, you know, we went to one college with one daughter and we really liked it. We liked the experience. The facility was great. The campus was cool. Um, really liked everything about it. I'm like, all right, cool. That's a strong contender for where you might go to school. My other daughter, we went to that school. We went to a different school and we were kind of underwhelmed. And we wouldn't have known that if we didn't go there. And when we got there, it was like, okay, this doesn't really feel like the right place for you. Luckily, our daughter agreed. And so we didn't have any troubles there. But you could say, again, here, let's go back to our mindset here. You could say, oh, what a waste of time that was. That was, you know, boring. Or that wasn't, you know, worth that effort that we put in. Or you can say, okay, let's debrief on that situation. What did we learn? Well, we learned we don't like this type of thing. This is probably not the right type of location that we want for a college. This is not the right type of people that we want to be around necessarily, right? It allows you to see the things that, okay, I just learned some really interesting things about things I don't like. I learned some things that I need to look out for in the future, or if I see them in the future, I know, ding, 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 this is a, a red flag, or this is not a thing, or this is something that I really do enjoy. And it also offers this really great contrast for you, right? Where as we go look at other schools, now you've got something to compare it to as well, right? Where you're going in and saying like, oh, yeah, this is compared to that. This is much better. This puts me in a, a, a much different situation or mental state to even, even going there. And so those are the types of things that, that you know, you, you think of when something might go bad. And I think, you know, people will often tell you it's through failure that you learn the most because you're... You're left with saying, mm, why didn't that thing work? And when things work too far too often, it becomes easy to like not pay attention, which is, again, another reason why even if you fail or you succeed, there's probably something you could do better. And so this debrief is really important. It's also important to collect feedback and really start to think about, all right, who are the people that I'm trying to impact with the things that I'm doing? And am I having that impact? And this is professionally and personally as well. And so you want to start thinking about what are those people telling you? And are you hearing the things that you're hoping to hear based on the work that you're doing? Are you, are you actually accomplishing the things that you're trying to accomplish? 
you know, this is one of the things that we do when we do webinars at work, for example. We ask people two questions on the way out. We ask them to let us know what they would rate this webinar on a scale of one to five. And then we ask them to provide us feedback on why they rated it that way. And sometimes we hear things we don't like, but the majority of the time we're hearing the things that we do like. And it allows us to say like, you know, hey, we really tried to create something in a, in a way that, you know, we'll do this for the, the audience watching it. And we can oftentimes hear them repeating those things back to us and saying those things, you know, unprompted. They're just saying it based on what they were able to experience. And, and that's where you start to understand, okay, like, yes, I'm closer to where I need to be in order to get the result that I want. And so it's really important to do that. I think the other thing is, you know, you, you're going to probably have people that are always saying negative things. And some of those times you have to have some thick skin because sometimes they're warranted. Many times they're not. Through the course of listening to me speak, you may hear me say things like, uh, yeah, you want to do this, right? right? I use that word right a lot sometimes for confirmation, for buy-in that you're with me. And it's one of those nervous ticks, right? I would say, let's see, I just did it there. It's one of those nervous ticks, like saying ums and ahs and, uh, you know, it's, it's those uh, filler words that you're trying to get in. And that was one of the things I've had to work on. And I would get feedback in some of those things saying like, oh, if this person says right one more time, it's so distracting. And I get it. Now I could be upset and say, oh, screw that guy, Right. Or I could say, yeah, that's a thing I know. I got that. That's actually a valid piece of feedback. And I'm going to work on not using the ums, the ahs, and the you knows, and the, and the right when I can. It's something that now I'm aware of. That, you know, quite frankly, you might not even be aware of it. And if somebody doesn't say something to you, you, you just, it, again, it, it, it decreases that opportunity for you to improve. And that's a good piece of feedback feedback is a gift and you should take it as such and use that to help you get to the next step. Use that information to propel you to those next levels that you may not have gotten to if you didn't take that feedback. You didn't validate that feedback. You didn't take it and use it in a way when it is good feedback to make yourself better. So really, at the end of the day, these are the things that I think that really you need to think about when you're trying to be, again, you, you, you might not ever get to this level where you're at the highest echelons of whatever industry that you're in or what it is you're trying to accomplish in the world. But I think at the very end of the day, we should all try to be better than average. And that just means going the next step. It means staying positive taking responsibility and being willing to do those things that others don't. It's about putting in the work, always doing that and knowing that it's going to pay off when the right opportunity comes around. And really just sitting in that place where we're being open to what we're being told through the actions that we take so that we can be better today than we were yesterday. And so for today's moment of makeshift brilliance, you know, I've learned that you can leave things to chance and accept that things won't change for you or 
You can take control. You can create a vision for what you want for yourself. You can prepare yourself for the opportunities that you will then manifest that come to you and take advantage of those opportunities. Well, that's all for today, my friends. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And I hope you'll allow me to be part of yours as you strive for your own moments of makeshift brilliance. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know, comment, send me a message. You can even go to the Makeshift Brilliance website and leave me a voice message. I'd love to hear your voice as well. It means a lot to me to hear your feedback and inspires me, of course, to do more. If you're not already, please be sure to follow the podcast so you'll be getting new episodes as they drop. Now remember, friends, no one knows anything until they do. So doing something is always better than doing nothing. And you've got everything you need to get started. Until next time, friends, I'm Dave Charest, and this is Makeshift Brilliance.